All right, time now for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Uh, good morning, Simeon. I gather the old rock critic missed a hell of a music show on the weekend. Really did. I know you don't like or watch any sporting events other than the Indianapolis 500, but this one, the halftime show, it was really something. I, I didn't see it, but I've been really enjoying the grumpy old man response on social media <laughs> to this. Good God, rap music? I mean, it's only been around for 30 years, right? right? So we've got to be shocked by it. You know, it reminds me, actually, I was thinking as a, as a, as a rock music historian, remember back in the, you don't remember, but you know. I might. You don't know. I might. Ni- back in the 1950s, right? Okay, yeah, no, I don't. It, it was decided that, you know, teenagers weren't ready for the shocking sound of people like Fats Domino and a little Richard. So they got Pat Boone to record their songs. And you have not lived until you've heard the Pat Boone version of Tutti Frutti. Match it up with Little Rich. You know what? That's I'm going to have to go look that up. Me of, right? i got to go listen to that. But these songs were all classic songs. That's the, thought, the thing that got me is that I knew all of these songs. And I was yeah. like, these are not new. These are no. classic. The, the way if you had the Rolling Stones perform or Bruce Springsteen perform, you'd want them to play the yeah. hits. And that's yeah. what these were. Yeah, I got a hilarious note from my daughter overnight. She did watch it. And she said, she and her husband, Jordan, they, they were so excited to finally see, quote, our music being played. And then they realized it's because they're old people. <laughs> 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 they finally made it to the Super Bowl. You know you're an old person. That's right. That's so, so true. Not exactly known for breaking ground. Yeah, it was a good one. You should definitely uh, check it out. Vaughn, let's talk a little politics this morning, too. Are we getting a bit of a preview, do you think, of what the next election arguments are going to be shaping up as? Yeah, you know, one thing for sure, the New Democrats are not taking Kevin Falcon for granted. They're not downplaying him. They're, they've got their eye focused on him already. And I think we're in for a pretty lively two and a half years or whatever it is to the scheduled date for the next election. The the first skirmish this week was over uh, the replacement for the Massey Tunnel. And uh, the listener who's waiting in line to get through the, the existing one uh, will love this exchange, I'm sure. Um, so Falcon on Monday says that he'd go back to the liberal plan to replace the tunnel with a bridge. He points out all the engineering work was done, all the design work. In fact, they started getting the site ready for it. And he pointed out as well, which is true, that on the schedule announced by the New Democrats, the bridge, sorry, the replacement tunnel construction won't begin until after the next election date because the New Democrats have had to go back to square one on the environmental review. They've got to start all over again. It's going to take three years. So construction won't actually have started. Okay. Falcon's right about all that. That's the Kevin Falcon opener on the skirmish. That's the opener. But if he wants to go back to the bridge, what about the toll situation? Like, is he all for putting tolls back on there? (laughs) Yes. He's not going to remind you of that. I mean, he's right. (laughs) On the schedule that was in place under the Liberals before they lost their legislative majority in 2017, the 10-lane bridge will be open by now. That was the plan, right? That's Falcon's position. The New Democrats had a different kind of reply, however, on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, the government announced the awarding of 58 million dollars worth of contracts, nine of them for preliminary work 
on uh, the replacement tunnel. So engineering studies, environmental, archaeological, all this is preliminary work, but they started spending money on it. And they also announced that they're going to continue rebuilding the Steveston Interchange, which will be rebuilt to deal with uh, an eight-lane tunnel, not a ten-lane bridge. So what you're seeing, I think, is a, you know, a kind of a two-pronged response by the government. First of all, they're, they're saying, of course, you know, you don't want to go back to Kevin Falcon Tolls. And the other thing they're saying is, hey, we're going to be spending money before that. So if you cancel and go back to square one, uh, all that money will be wasted. Wasn't that the argument that the previous BC Liberal <laughs> government made leading up to yeah. this? No, no, you're right, Simi. This thing has got, you know, so many wonderful wrinkles to it. Yes, when the New Democrats canceled the Liberal bridge, they also wrote off $100 million in money that had already been spent. So the Liberals had spent money preparing the site. They call that preloading. They'd spent a whole whack of money on studies and everything. Uh, they had started, BC Hydro had started the work to relocate the power line that uh, has to be relocated in order to replace everything there. So essentially, the... I mean, the Liberals are saying, hey, well, you wrote off $100 million, so what's the problem of us writing off $56 million? I, I tell you, Simi, there's one group out there that knows they're the meat in this sandwich, too, actually. Provincial taxpayers is, of course, exactly. one. And, of course, the other are the poor people waiting to get through the tunnel because on the fast track announced by the New Democrats, the replacement tunnel won't be there until 2030. We have no timetable for what happens if the Liberals win the next election and go back to the bridge, but I doubt it will be a hell of a lot faster. So even with the government's timetable then, when the next election rolls around, construction won't have started? That's according to the government strategy, or sorry, uh, announcement last fall. They they put out a business plan, although I put quote marks around that because they announced a business plan with a cost figure, $4.15 billion, which is a lot more than the Liberals were going to spend. Uh, but they took all the really interesting numbers out of it uh, as per NDP policy. So there's no point in even paying the $10 fee to ask for that stuff because it was all withheld. So we have a big plan. Uh, we have environmental review going on, and it wouldn't be the first time that the environmental review turned up problems that delayed the project. And we've got the liberals saying that if they win the next election, they're going to dust off all the planning that they did. Uh, they're going to go back to the 10-lane bridge, and they're going to build that instead of the tunnel. Okay. It, you know, and I feel I'm so sympathetic to people who live yeah. out that way and have to use that route. I used it for 20 years. It was the reason, one of the reasons why... Uh, we eventually moved because I just couldn't do it anymore. And so they're, you're just waiting now. They're waiting for the next eight years, potentially. Yes. And I don't think, I mean, I think this will be an, an issue in the next provincial election. But, you know, it'll still be, uh, we'll have lost all the time from 2017 to 2024 on the liberal proposal. So even if the liberals win the election, which is one if, and can still go back to the original proposal, it won't, it'll take some time to get it done, and I can guarantee that it'll cost a lot more than 
the liberal estimate of what it was going to cost way back in 2017. The liberals say they had a, a proposal uh, to build it for less than $3 billion in the inbox when they lost power in 2017. Hmm. All right, well, we'll see about that. Also, very quickly, Vaughn, um, any word on when we're going to hear from Dr. Henry? I know it should be the beginning of this week, but do we know anything yeah, about that? I think the, uh, it'll be uh, the regular Tuesday briefing. Uh, they... They scrubbed the Tuesday briefing last week because it was throne speech day and moved it to Wednesday, but I think we'll get it on Tuesday, and I don't think she is going to be rushed by truck convoys or anything else. I think we will see the lifting of some restrictions, but we are still on track for some restrictions to remain for a while uh, the public service, by the way, the provincial government, finance ministry are all waiting to hear what she says because the f- public service doesn't have its return to work date. And they still haven't finalized the plan for budget lockup next Tuesday because they want to see what the guidelines are going to be for, say, indoor spaces and things like that. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Lots to come. Thank you for that. Bye-bye, Simi. Von Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Also, an additional note when it comes to restrictions, potential lifting of them. Uh, we do expect word of the next oh, 24 hours or so from the federal government when it comes to those rules, uh, you know, about international travel, about PCR tests and all of that. Those are supposed to, well, expected to be lifted in some shape or form. So there is a lot of change that will be happening this week.